Welcome to GVN's Talking Comics interview. On today's show, we welcome the writer-creator of Ahoy Comics Black Myths, Eric Palicki. Here's your host, Martin Sexton. Welcome once again to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics. I'm your host, Martin. And today we have the pleasure of talking to writer Eric Palicki, who uh, actually has a new book coming out in July uh, for Ahoy Comics, uh, which is called Blacksmith. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about his career and anything else we can think of talk about here. So let's welcome Eric Palicki to GVN's Talking Comics. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you today? Oh, doing good, doing good. Uh, it's Friday. That makes it better because I don't have to. I, I don't work again till Tuesday, so that, that works for me. All right. Uh, so uh, let's for uh, some of our fans who may not be familiar with you, let's let's start in the beginning because I'm old. That's how I start. Uh, so, uh, what first got you interested in writing? And uh, were comics always your first ambition? Uh, you know, in college, I thought that I would be a short story writer. I had my eye on a career like uh, Harlan Ellison or Ray Bradbury. And uh, at some point, uh, for reasons that I cannot remember and that are lost to the annals of time, I I sort of just segued into comics and uh, discovered... Uh, I think a, a comic script in the back of a trade paperback I bought and realized that that was something I could do. And the rest is history. And, you know, after about uh, 10 years of getting it very wrong, uh, I somehow figured out how to do it well enough to to get published and, and started with some short stories here and there. And then, you know, longer form work. And, and here we are. All right. So uh, were you a, were you a comic fan to begin with? Yes, yes, I was a comics fan as as a kid, you, you know, in uh, from sixth grade through the early years of high school, and then my attention drifted to other things as teenage boys' attention is wont to do, yeah. and uh, and came back to it as an adult uh, when right around the the early two thousands when when we kind of you know came out of of Marvel's bankruptcy era and and comics were kind of entering in this 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 new modern uh age of 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 quality content uh that we're we're still in right now okay okay now you uh actually as i was you know doing a little bit of research before we started uh, you've kind of been doing the self-publishing thing kind of you know it's quite in vogue now but uh you were doing it before then and you've done self-published books you know you've you've worked for marvel does which gives you probably the most satisfaction or maybe the biggest challenge we're doing your own uh self-published books or working for an established publisher well every every opportunity presents its own set of challenges right uh with self-publishing, you have to wear a lot more hats. Uh, so, you know, running a Kickstarter campaign means, you know, getting podcasts to talk to you and uh, places like, uh, you know, comics news sites to run articles. And, and you know, you have to do that 24-7 hustle uh, on social media and, and what have you. Whereas... Uh, you know, uh, come working for a company like Marvel, or even to an extent Ahoy, a lot of that is taken off your plate. But at the same time, uh, especially with Marvel, especially working with someone else's characters, there's a, a difficulty as a writer that comes from finding 
that character's voice, which differs a little bit from when you're creating the character whole cloth. Right, and you know, actually, I I talked to Tom uh, Pyre, you know, the editor in chief of Ahoy last week, and he said he talked about that kind of thing. He said, and also, you know, working for the publisher, which you know, it's great because he got a chance to do you know write characters that he's always loved, but you know, you can only you're kind of pigeonholed in what you can can and can't do with that character because it's not your character. Exactly, exactly, and and. Uh, <sighs> I think it's Stan Lee who said that, whereas, you know, when you're doing your own thing, you know, the characters are allowed to grow and change, but with, with Marvel characters specifically, you know, you're, it's only the illusion of change. And so you have to put all the toys back in the <laughs> toy box, the way you found them at the end of your, of your time with those characters. Right. Okay. Well, so, you know, speaking of Ahoy, of course, you're, uh, you got a new book called coming out called Blacksmith. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, that and what it's all what it's all about. Sure, it's a supernaturally tinged uh, noir detective story set in Los Angeles, uh, and it is the story of Janie Jones Strummer Mercado, a Los Angeles PI, who is hired to find thirty stolen bullets, which may or may not have been made from the silver paid to Judas. Oh. I thought, you know, actually, I read a little bit of blurb about that, and I didn't quite understand it until you just told me how that worked. Uh, so, uh, well, I know I talked, yeah, like I said, I talked to Tom. He's real excited about this book. Uh, now, is this a limited series, or is this, what exactly, uh, how long are we looking for for Blacksmith? Uh, it is a, it is a five-issue monthly series. Uh, the first issue uh, is a little bit oversized. It's 22 pages, uh, and the rest of the issues will fall into the standard uh, 20 pages per issue size uh, that you'll find in an Ahoy magazine. Now, of course, Ahoy publishes uh, their books in a more of an, a magazine format. So you get, you know, prose stories and interviews and, and everything else as back matter in those individual issues. Uh, so do you uh, proceed? I know they usually like they'll do, uh, like I say, a season, almost like a season one, season two, uh, you know, depending on how, how the book goes. Is this something you look to be doing more than one volume of? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> I would really, I, I hope people will, will check out the book. It is going to be published in black and white with gray tones, um, which, you know, I think Walking Dead has proved to everyone that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, I really hope that this book finds an audience because I love the characters. Uh, I love the world that that Wendell and I have created for these characters, and I really hope that I get to revisit it for uh, you know a season two, a season three, and you know, and what have you. And I have I have stories in mind. Oh, excellent. Okay, so now did, was this a story that you pitched to Ahoy, and was, were they the only ones that you pitched it to, or did you pitch it to other publishers as well? This is this is an idea that I had sort of been sitting on for a couple of years. Uh, I talked to a couple other publishers about it, um, but it's kind of got a quirky sensibility to it that was perfect for Ahoy. So, you know, while other publishers did show interest and 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 there were discussions had, I'm glad ultimately that it landed at Ahoy. And given that Ahoy does have that quirky sensibility about it, you know, that sense of humor to their to their work, um, 
making sure that that voice was captured in Blacksmith posed a very interesting challenge to me as a writer. Uh, and I think my work is stronger for it. So this is really just a match made in heaven and uh, just delighted with how the, the finished product is turning out. I say, well, it's funny you said that because I was worried to ask you about that because that's one of the things that Tom said that almost all of their books have some form of uh, underlying humor to them. And, and I know this, you know, because I uh, read and review a number of them and, it, and it's true. So, uh, and of course, doing something with where you've got a, you know, a sort of a noir kind of a serious kind of thing, I guess the challenge maybe is, is adding that little bit of humor into it to, and of course, and that may have been something that you had already designed in the beginning. So I didn't know if this was something you had to kind of adapt to or it was, it was already, you know, baked in. Uh, it was a like there was a little bit of it. Um, I always kind of I defer to uh, work like like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which, in spite of often dealing with very serious themes, always had a certain sense of humor and a certain like quippiness to the characters. Um, and that's kind of the level of humor that we go for here. You know, it's not slapstick, but there is right. definitely a sense of humor. Uh, to the characters, to the to the situations, right? And that's actually that's kind of my my favorite way to do it. You know, my, uh, as my wife would tell you, we're we're, we're kind of snarky, <laughs> but uh... enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. But that would kind of work. Uh, okay, um, you mentioned uh, Wendell. You're working again with uh, Wendell Cavalcanti as your artist. Uh, you know, you've worked with him before, correct? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, professionally, uh, this is our second major work together. He uh, drew Atlantis Wasn't Built for Tourists, uh, which I wrote for Scout Comics, which came out uh, over the first half uh, or the latter half of 2020 and then the trade was just recently released um but you know our collaborative partnership and friendship goes back more than a decade uh when i was just trying to find my footing in comics uh i hired this this artist uh out of brazil to do a to draw a four page script that I had written when I was just still trying to figure out how how the work was done. Um, little short story that we ended up putting online called uh, the undertaker's daughter about a teenage uh, hit woman mm -hmm. and uh, and it was Wendell who drew that and so we have st stayed in touch for over a decade now uh, and uh, you know his art has matured right alongside my writing. 
And I really hope that this book, you know, gives him uh, the attention that he has deserved all along. Yeah, so from what I've seen you know. a little bit, I've seen them. I'm, I'm sure it will. Now, as far as what like would say when you brought this to Hoy, uh, did you already he was already on board as far as the project went there before before you brought it to Ahoy? Yeah, so when I pitched it to Ahoy, he had done some pages for the book, and I brought it to Ahoy with those with those pages complete, and uh, you know, I was you know and and while the the agreement with Ahoy wasn't necessarily uh, predicated on Wendell uh, drawing it, I was really hopeful that that one his schedule would work out, and two that he would. Uh, that his his work would be something that Ahoy was into. And, you know, of course, you know, things all worked out and, you know, he's finishing up the last few pages of the last issue as we speak. So uh, I'm really excited for people to see the whole five issues of work that he's put in. Excellent. Okay. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this, and that's only because my wife and I are huge Agents of Shields fans. Uh, and of course, Sister Adrian was uh, Bobby Morris at Agents of Shield. Uh, and I was talking to my wife about doing our interview, and I mentioned that she had written a book with you, uh, which was, uh, I believe, No Angels. Uh, so I know you've been asked this a hundred times, but I've never asked you. <laughs> so uh, uh, what was it like writing with your sister? Because I imagine she had probably, a, you know, being an actress, she probably had a different viewpoint than you did as far as a, a story goes. That is exactly correct. Um, it is, uh, I don't know if you've read No Angel, uh, but No Angel is very much a story about siblings. It is very much a story about family. And thematically, it was a perfect opportunity for us to collaborate together. Uh, I think the finished product is, is, is great. Uh, it is available from Black Mask Studios. You know, we were we were doing, uh, you know, celebrity written and created comics before Keanu Reeves made it cool. So I do hope, you know, people will 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 seek out No Angel. But in terms of the specific question you asked, every argument that we had um, about the story that we put together came from that difference in sensibilities and you know her experiences in hollywood with a story has to have a love interest and a ha right. story has to follow a specific arc and one of the delightful aspects of working in comics one of my very favorite parts of it is that we are not beholden to the that structure the way that hollywood is you know granted uh you know i completely understand that sure if you know, you know, Amazon Prime or, or Netflix comes calling and wants to do a No Angel uh, TV series, that those are things that will have to be added in. But in terms of the comics it's, itself, we can do what we want. And right. you know, that outlaw, you know, Wild West aspect of comics is one of the big draws for me. Being able to tell any story I want, uh, you know, as long as I'm not putting too much stress on a poor artist who has to draw it uh, is is one of the best parts about working in comics. I say, well, I can imagine, you know, like you said, if it went to go to Amazon Prime, they decided to have a love, a love interest in it. She would go, see, I told you, they needed one. You should have had oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. 
love to say, I told you so. Uh, I, most sisters do. Uh, I've got four of them. So, uh, so I get four of that. You know, like I said, you, uh, you're working on black myths, but uh, I think I read, I, mean, I think one, one of your tweets, you, you got a Kickstarter coming up? Yeah, I'm going to be launching. Yeah, I'm going to be launching a Kickstarter for an original graphic novel uh, novella. Uh, it's going to be done in a uh, more European style, uh, where it'll be a, a you know 48-page story, but hardcover with expanded dimensions on the pages. Um, and what I'm really hoping is that it's going to be like a really cool conversation piece that you'll be able to put on your coffee table or on your bookshelf, and that people will be able to like treat it just like treat it as an object, as something of some permanence. I love comics to pieces and I love, you know, I love the the 22 page periodical that we're all used to when we think of a comic book. And when I was a kid, you know, we used to share those around, we'd roll them up and stick them in our back pockets and they would be read and reread until the spines rolled and the, and the covers fell off. But with Manticore, which is my, my upcoming Kickstarter, I really just wanted to create something that just has some durability and some permanence and something that when I read it and or when someone reads it and likes it, you know, knock on wood, uh, they can give it to someone and, and it'll, it'll be a lasting object. And uh, when, when is this Kickstarter starting? Uh, it's going to be starting uh, mid-June. Mid yeah, it's uh, it's collaboration with myself and another comics veteran, Chris Peterson, who has drawn in the past for uh, Dark Horse and Black Mask as well, and uh, he's just turning turning out the the best work of his career. Well, perfect. Okay. Uh, well, that Beyonce, that's really all I've got. Uh, so other, so other than Black Myths and of course Manticore, uh, do you got anything else that uh, you want the fans to know about? Sure. I, uh, you know, I as uh, someone who wears a lot of hats, I have also done uh, some editing work, and I have edited a number of comics anthologies uh, for a Wave Blue World, the publisher Wave Blue World, and. Uh, we are in the process of uh, finishing, putting the finishing touches on Deadbeats Volume 2. Deadbeats was our musically themed horror anthology that came out in 2019. And uh, I'm really excited that we'll be doing the Volume 2. The Kickstarter for that will be launching uh, in the beginning of June. A uh, number of, of big name creators involved in that. And I don't want to... Um, I don't want to steal the thunder from the uh, from the publisher as they announce it. So uh, hopefully people will keep an eye on that. Uh, you can, you know, keep an eye on my Twitter, which is at Eric Palicki, uh, for for announcements about what what will be in Deadbeats Volume Two. Excellent. Well, okay then. Uh, well, I thank you for your time, Eric, and uh, we'll be following. Uh, of course, I'll be following uh, Blacksmith because uh, Hoy is one of the uh, folks that I follow. I'm real big on the indie uh, comics uh, folks. Really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and uh, so uh, we'll be following that along with interest, and uh, we'll hope to talk to you again real soon. Great. Yeah, just uh, heads up that the first issue will be in stores on July 7th, and I hope your listeners will get in touch with their local comic stores and, and let them know that they would copy. All right. You heard the man. Let's, let's get her done. <laughs> All right. We well, appreciate it, Eric.
appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geek Vibes Nation. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.